Hey, welcome back to the Infest Podcast. This is Brian. This is the Condemned. Daryl, what's up? <sighs> wow. Wow. Um, okay, so all of that aside, thank you for um, for the week off. Um, we are back. We are on the road to 400. Um, and so that's next week. And if you want to see something cool, go to our Facebook page. Um, friend of the show, frequent guest contributor, Matt Mitchell, who is one of the most amazing artists I've ever seen or heard about, and I didn't teach him a goddamn thing, um, drew an awesome, awesome graphic of Daryl and I. That was, that was amazing. For the yeah. 400th episode. Um, I will say, Matt, my arms are bigger than that now. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I, thank you for the jawline. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the very defined jawline. Um, anyway, and my hair is not that long anymore because I cut it all off. Um, but no, it's it's amazing. Matt's awesome. Um, I think he really captured your inquisitiveness with the with the raised eyebrow there. The people's brow. Yeah, and he nailed my baby blues. I mean, he nailed them. So, um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to say, Matt, thank you so much. We appreciate you, um, and, and it's awesome. And I can't believe we're already at three ninety nine. Yeah. Um, by the way, this episode is called "Lightsabers of the Gut Have Been Cured." Dude, Qui Gon is in the nether realms of the Force, just pissed off. He's he's like that 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 little clip of the crocodile just missing out on the deer yes. or the antelope and then just like just splashing about like or the one where the, the crocodile tries to eat the dog and the guy hits it in the nose with the frying pan <laughs> that's more like it have you watched the charlie hopkins stuff that i send you where it's the deep fakes of obi-wan and force ghost yes. qui-gon and then a regrown anakin from his arm yeah. So he kept I, I don't the arm. Know if I saw that one. He, so he kept the arm that Dooku cut off and regrew Anakin from it because he missed. I don't him. think I saw that one. Like I mean, but Anakin's in all of them now from from yeah. then on. But it's like, but he doesn't remember anything after he got his arm cut off, really. <laughs> but he knows he hates younglings. He knows he hates younglings. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um. But yeah. So. Uh, we are going to be talking about WWE star Bray Wyatt, rest in peace, Bray, or Wyndham Rotunda, as the, the case may be. We're talking Dune Part 2 news. Uh, Daryl made me watch a trailer called Rebel Moon. I have thoughts. Uh, we're talking two episodes of Heels, two episodes of Justified, and two episodes of Ahsoka. So, um, Deuces. To, yeah, deuces. <laughs> um so anyway, uh, Daryl, on our road trip, we stopped at seven different Buckies. Did you say seven? I did say seven. If I never go to Buckies again, I'm okay. Seven. I am not as into Buckies as she is. She bought she bought yoga pants. She bought one of those little cross bags. You know the little like you know little hip bags that the Rock wore with his uh, that people wear yeah. across their chest now. Um, there's another word for those that I don't really feel like getting canceled for saying, but, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Um, not just Daryl, like everybody, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but she bought a Bucky's one. Oh my. So obsessed. Did you get some of your little Bucky's bites or whatever? Uh, I, yeah, I did the white cheddar ones. Like just, we only got two bags though. Um, those things are so damn good. Actually, the only thing I – you know what I figured out that I really like is, one, their bathrooms are super clean. Two, oh, yes. their gas is 30 cents cheaper than everywhere else around it. And three, their breakfast stuff. I don't really yes, like the lunch and dinner too. stuff. Um, but, yeah, so I, I went to Florida. I wore, like, 9,000-degree SPF the whole time. Um, it was hot like the sun. I don't understand how people go there in the summer. Just, yeah, it's bad. It's yeah, man, so but bad. it's the dry heat. It's I like the dry heat. 
actually what I really like is the dry cold. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, so thank you. Uh, thank you guys for, for like singing with, with us. I know like kind of throwing a wrench into the, the 400th episode. It'd been really nice to talk about Ahsoka for the 400th episode and how mid it is. So, uh, yeah, you want to get started? You want to get nuts? You want to get nuts? Let's get, Let's get nuts. All right. So, uh, Bray Wyatt died. It's very sad. Man. He was 36 yeah. years old. Um, he's been on the shelf since February. He had a heart condition that was exacerbated by COVID. Um, so I am just going to say right now, let's not all start talking about like long COVID and vaccines and whatnot. Um, we do not have all the story. We should let the family have their peace, figure out what they're doing and everything. And just recognize a guy who was probably arguably the most creative wrestler of all time. I, I would absolutely back that part. Oh, well, pretty much everything he said. Because, again, we don't know, and right. <clears throat> I know that – I think I even – was it last week or the week before last? They said it seemed like he was taking a turn for the better because even la even the week before last when I read something, they said it was – they because I thought, we you know, a lot of us thought he probably was on the shelf for an injury, but then they said it was life-threatening. Yeah. So the heart condition that he – whatever he had. So, you know, again, he, he wasn't always – and again, this happens a lot. He wasn't always booked right, but as far as creativity mm -hmm. goes, that guy was on another level from yeah. than ninety eight percent of wrestlers. Right, just just a complete other level. Just fascinating. Now, here's yeah. the thing: it's like I liked him when he was Husky Harris mm -hmm. better than he was Bray Wyatt. Um, See, I, I love the the initial push. Yeah, no, the Bray initial Wyatt. push was great. The the whole thing. I didn't care for the Fiend, but. That's not to say it wasn't, but it was still super creative. And the Firefly Funhouse was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so John Cena, who kind of helped like really make Bray, like putting him over and, and that kind of stuff, uh, tweeted, devastated by the news of the passing of Wyndham Rotunda, my heart goes out to the ro entire Rotunda family. Wyndham brought the best out of me in so many ways. I'm forever grateful for the moments that we shared. A sad day for all of those he reached around the world. RIP. Now, <clears throat> I've been a wrestling fan for a long time. His dad, Mike Rotunda, was IRS. His dad, Mike Rotunda, was also a part of a tag team with his brother-in-law, Barry Windham. I was today years old when I figured out he was named after Barry Windham. Yeah. <laughs> so I am, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that one on me. Like sometimes I'm a little retarded, not going to lie. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see what happens tonight on SmackDown. Um, we're recording this on the 25th, that Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. Um, so it, it'll go on in a couple hours. But apparently Roman, uh, Roman Reigns is going to come out and not be the tribal chief tonight. He's going to come out and be Roman Reigns. Um, yeah. Yeah, or John Anoy, if you will. Uh, or Anna Wai. So yeah, I saw Cody Rhodes and uh, Braun Strowman are flying in yep. now. Yeah, they're gonna they, have a lot of people. So yeah, it's gonna be more. It's gonna be more of a tribute show than anything else. Which again, yeah, this which is it not should like, like and, this is this yeah. is what they should do. They should shut every. They should shut everything down and celebrate the man. Yeah, um, and and this is the thing. This is not like this is a, a Hall of Fame wrestler in the sense that he's like seventy or eighty years old. Because we'll talk about Terry Funk in a minute. But this is a guy who was 36 years old, yeah. and it's kind of it's very similar to uh, was it Brody Lee when he died a couple of years ago yeah. in AEW, mm -hmm. and I mean he was 42 or something along those lines. Yeah. So it's one of those things when somebody is wrestling and not retired and not you know dying of natural causes in the sense of you know just because they're older, someone in their prime, someone in their 30s or 40s that. You know, you're rest like a few months ago. You were wrestling against or right. in the locker room with. It's a totally different feel. Right. Yeah. So you know. I'm I'm, right. Yeah. I, I do. I am very interested to see. I think. I think you. You. You said it right. Just use a SmackDown. Two hours of SmackDown to celebrate mm -hmm. the man. Right. Um, yeah. And the other thing you were talking about is Terry Funk died. Um, he was 79. He was. He was. A, he was a bit older. Um, he is the pioneer of hardcore wrestling. Um, oh man! The only thing I blame Terry Funk for is McFoley. 
Um, but uh, I, he was he was amazing. You know, he was back in the old WCW days, NWA, ECW, um, back when it was the F in WWF. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, like he he was uh, he's a WWE Hall of Famer. He was in Roadhouse. Roadhouse, which I just realized so. that my friend did not know mm. that was Terry Funk in that movie. Interesting. And I said, "How did you not know that?" Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, he was also in Over the Top, so you know, there, there's that too with Sylvester Stallone. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Terry Maybe Funk. Halfway. What? Yeah, right across the sky. Uh, he was a, he was a really good wrestler. I really enjoyed him, especially when I was little. Um, even more so as I got older, the fact that he wrestled for, for what spans six decades is super impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's definitely sad. Uh, unfortunately these things come in threes, so I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going to happen next. Uh, yeah. But again, like, like I said, with Terry Funk, yeah. 79, yeah, he lived a hardcore life. Yeah, he quite did. literally. I, you know, honestly, there are times where I thought he was going to die in the ring, but uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's one of the goats. He's definitely one of the greatest. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to do it, and uh, and yeah, rest in peace, uh, Wyndham and and Terry. Right, right. All right, let's move on. Um, so. There's no easy way to segue out of this, right? So, yeah. Dune, um, Dune two, it was supposed to come out in November. Uh, we actually talked about this a little while ago, and it appears that the geniuses at Warner Brothers have decided that they can't put a movie out without the stars promoting it. And so I am just I, I think we're we're pretty we're pretty clear on my thoughts about the the strikes in these unions. Um, I'm now 100 percent against the actors and the writers. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent. I am 100 yeah, percent. Yeah, like, no, no, we're, we're good here. I've had enough of you. You crybabies yeah. need to move on. You need to get either get back to work or. Or the studios need to say, you know what? We are only hiring actors who are not a part of these unions. So I, while, I, while I get where you're saying. I'm throwing from, a temper tantrum. I get it. Yeah, you are. But I want to see the second part of this because I want to yeah. complain about it. And <laughs> again, this, 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 we know this was a, a possibility a yes. while ago. They, they started well, but they said they were going to hold firm. Ago. They said they were well, going to hold firm. Well, this is the thing. The, what it initially came out that there was a possibility probably about a month ago yeah. or probably three weeks ago, but you know, we didn't get any, there was no official word. And then you got a couple other movies like Craven got pushed back, but again, that's Craven. Yeah. It was pushed back uh, six, eight months or something, eight months, I think mm-hmm. actually. I mean, I know and it's only five other movies. I know it's and there's only a five couple. Months. Yeah. And there's a couple other movies, but again, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do. They're not pushing Aquaman two back. Well, Aquaman two's DOA. Here, here's matter. the problem though: is like it was going to come out in November, and it was going to take over all of the IMAXs for like four weeks. Yeah, all of them. So now they're going to put the Marvels in the IMAX. Which again, that's a good point. They're not moving the Marvels. Yeah, they're not moving Wonka. They're not moving Equalizer three. Which I didn't even know they so, were making Equalizer three. I just saw the. I saw the. I realized that about a month ago. I didn't hear anything about it until then. I didn't know about it until when I read the, through this the, article earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> when the first trailer came out, I was like, "Oh, there's a trailer another. for it." This, there's two trailers. What? The second trailer came out a day or two ago. Wow. I haven't watched it though. See, I this is what happens when I don't do any commercials. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, no, yeah, so. But yeah, again, I don't know what the what the the thought of is moving movies like this, but not moving a Wonka or or some or well, Aquaman doesn't count, but some of the other movies they're not moving. Mm-hmm. It sucks because I do I I wanted to see this, but yeah, it's only five months. It's only I, five I months. I mean, you know, who knows what could happen in five months? 
I was about to say, or they, or they might move it again and again and mm-hmm. again. And so. again. And again. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. So, that's happening. So, that sucks. Uh, all right. The last bit of news. Uh, there's a movie coming out. I don't know when it's coming out. It didn't say in the trailer, did it? December 22nd. On December 22nd. Part one. Uh, oh, there's a part two as well. Um, called Rebel Moon. Directed by Zack Snyder. Um, and it looks like Star Wars threw up on Dune. With a little bit of John Carter. And yes, there's definitely some John Carter bits in Carter. there. Yeah. Um, and, and and maybe The Mummy. I don't know. Um, and the, the, I mean, there's Buckbeak is in there from the Harry Potter movies as well. Yeah. Is Charlie there's Hunnam in this? Yes. Okay. I thought that was Charlie Hunnam, but like. Charlie Hunnam, Michael Huseman. Uh, I don't know who that is. I don't even he know. Played who he played the first Dario Naharis. Oh, okay. Oh, was he? Oh, uh, he was um, Ajax. Yeah. Diamond Hudsu. Here's the thing, though. They only really focus on, like, these two women and some little girl and Diamond Hudsu. Like, there's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of, like, men, like, being shown in this and whatever. But, like. I, um, I actually disagree with that. They, they, the one, Sophia Butello, obviously, is That's the main who character. that is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She is, uh, and again, I, I'm assuming based on Sir Anthony Hopkins. Well, really, he does I, the I voice. He's being the narrator. Yeah, I love him being so, the narrator. And, and I will say, in all fairness, I did not know about this until I don't know what, like 20 minutes before we started recording. When you're like, we want to talk about Rebel Moon. I'm like, what is Rebel Moon? Yeah, <laughs> so, and I sent you the trailer for it that, when it first came out. I was in Florida. We were oh, doing. Yeah, were, were we you? were doing funeral stuff. I was not. Looking back, well, I didn't know if you were in Florida or not. So I was, and you were actually no, I was driving, so that was definitely a a big nope on watching it. Oh well, anyway, should have gone back and read my text. Well, I should have, and I'm not saying that I'm free of blame here. See how it is, but (laughs) but the point is the point being. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think here's the thing, and I told you this: I have been fooled by one too many Zack Snyder previews. Um, I, I think this is, I hopefully, hopefully this is more like, um, army of the dead, which we liked, um, Watchmen 300 and less Batman versus Superman crap of crap, sucker punch, either version of justice league, um, you know, um, what else has he done that? If it's anyway, if it's but, like Justice League, his director's cut, I will be a very happy boy. If it's like his director's cut, it's gonna be overly long and masturbatory. Well, so look, the, and this is already. I, I read. I, I don't think you read. You probably didn't. read I didn't this, read anything about it. They, I didn't they even know already, this was coming about. <laughs> so they are. They're already having going. This is the plan. They're gonna actually have a few months after this comes out a director's cut. So. This is going to be cut down, like so. I'm assuming it's probably two hours twenty minutes, two hours thirty minutes, and then we get. I don't know if the director's cut is coming out after the second part. Can you hear me what, hitting my head on my microphone? That is awesome. Me hitting my I head. Mean, on, I, I know me hitting again, my head on the microphone is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, some people just have the attention span of a gnat. I'm not one of those people. I mean, some people are just Zack Snyder fanboys, and some people are not. <laughs> let's let's let's. Some just, people are just haters. I'm not a hater. I like Watchmen. <laughs> I like 300. I like Day of the Dead. I like and, and Mall if you of the didn't Dead, tell, whatever Vegas well, of the Dead. Look, it's all it's all. And fine. if you couldn't tell from the trailer, there is going to be slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like his staple. That's why his movies. Yeah. If you took the slow mo out, his two and a half hour movie would only be forty five minutes. <laughs> so, and that's not my joke. Somebody else said that a long but, time ago. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I think it looks interesting. I, I definitely like. I'm of the the mindset that he should be a cinematographer or a director again, of photography. Like again, that's that's his that is his uh, bailiwick, if you will. Yeah. See. I, I, I like him as a director. He needs to work on stuff from a story standpoint. But we always talk about 
original stuff. This is this looks like it's going to be an original tale. You know, stuff like yeah, you know, and we've seen original stuff, everything, everywhere, all at once. Sure. We're looking for creative stuff in Hollywood. Here's the thing: now, is I don't think it's original because it's it's Star Wars threw no, up on is. Dune it is. with with a it a dice throw of of John Carter in there for fun. Yeah, just a, a dash. I mean, that, that's like saying that Star Wars is not original in the sense because it took a lot of stuff from Kurosawa and Western. and Dune. So yeah, and Dune. But I mean, Game of Thrones. In- Game of Thrones is the least original thing out there. They just replaced sandworms with giant uh, with uh, dragons. Yeah, so, so uh, look, original. We're always looking for original stuff. And when I, I get mean it. original. Th- these stuff, are original characters. Yes. Yeah, it, so it, there's it's not. That. It's and, not. And, a, I'm it's being not facetious. A remake. More it's than not a re- I know. It's not a remake. It's not a reimagining. It's not a sequel. But there's a sequel coming out in four months. So let's like let's not let's not go there with that one. But so yeah, I'm always looking forward to stuff like this. Uh, One, yes, I'm a Zack Snyder fanboy. I don't care. I say it loud and proud. But also, I'm a fan of you know the space opera stuff like Star Wars or like Dune. I'm always looking for stuff like this. Yeah. So, and there's a little bit of Western type stuff thrown in here too. Let's, I absolutely. Sure. I'm looking forward to this. I'm gonna watch I, it. I, I want to check it out. You're gonna make me watch it. Yeah. So. It's gonna be. It, it has. It's gonna have a limited run in theaters. I'm absolutely gonna be that guy. So you're gonna buy the me a ticket so I can see it in the theater. Awesome. Sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. So we've got two episodes of Heels to cover. Um, so we're going to kind of just speed round through this. Um, so, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so you, you, did you rate it the Heels episode, or all these episodes individually? Cause I, did I did not. the Heels ones individually and the Justified ones individually. And then I did Ahsoka because it's a part one and two, like episodes one and two came out together. I did them as one. Okay. So, so anyway, all right. So for for Heel season two, episode three, which was called Discord, I gave it a three point two five out of five. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I gave it out of five team ups with your worst enemies. I gave it a three point two five out of five. Now that one is oh, okay. So that one, because I, I again I did mine. I I would say based on my rating for mm-hmm. both of them. I gave this. I would give this one right around a three point two five because yeah, I'm going to rate the other one higher. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So this is where Jack goes on the road. He finds Ace. Um, he asks if he got the hotel room like that, which I thought was pretty funny because he knew what was going on. Um, he leaves Willie in charge, which was pretty funny, um, and especially in the next couple episodes, we learn a lot about Willie, which was kind of interesting. But Willie decides to. Uh, to write a women's division into the DWL, which I thought was really cool. Um, mm. Jack comes back, him and Stacy reconcile. Um, and then, uh, then Gully breaks into the, to the DWL Duffy dome, the Duffy dome and uh, him and a rooster and a lawyer threatened to sue Jack. If uh, he doesn't do what he's told. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I really, I really issue. liked, I liked that my, my favorite part was the last like four minutes of the episode. Um, I mean, Rooster's a cock, but, uh, yeah. that's <laughs> well, what I, I text you. Yeah. It's like F Rooster, man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, I, I, I thought this was a pretty decent episode. It moved the story along. We got a great match with Jack and Crystal, which, you know, with her women winning the belt for real, uh, the whole domestic abuse thing was a little heavy-handed, and that was way over the top. And so, like going into the next episode, episode four, heavy heads, um, Crystal had the belt stripped from her because of that, because they couldn't have her wrestling men, so they made a women's belt. All right, so so let me go back to oh, yeah. three yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Discord. My favorite part of Discord was the conversation that Ace and Jack have. Yeah, it was motel really room, good. Or motel room. Because finally, my problem, this has been my problem with Ace this whole time, is he doesn't take responsibility. Right. 
And he finally does in that scene. And that's where his character needed to go because sure. oh, yeah. he was in, in that no man's land of running away from his problems, blaming Jack for everything or what have you. And then he finally comes clean. It's like, yeah, he's still mad at Jack. Right. But he's like, he puts it on himself. He's like, I did this. Mm-hmm. He's like, stop making excuses for me. And I re- for, that was what he needed. And that kind of leads into what we see of him in you know, episode four. Yeah. And and the other thing too is it the episode three ended with with uh, Ace and Jack's mom having kicked Ace out of the house, so he has to stay with mm-hmm. with Jack, which I think is is just really good. Like it's how it should have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So episode four at a five. Is it a work or is it a shoots? <laughs> do you? Yeah, I give this. Give? I give that a three. This a three point six five. Whoa! You went way higher. I went 3.43. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I did that because, um, one, there was far too much CM Punk. Um, I almost gave it a five <laughs> out of, I almost gave it a six out of five when, when AJ Lee said everything that we think about CM Punk in the ring, having lost a step. Um, but, <laughs> but no, it, it was great to see, to see AJ Lee. Um, in the episode, that is that is Phil's real lo- real life wife. Um, well, I, it's Mer- I think it's Mercedes. Is her name? No, that's not. I don't know. Hold on. Um, but it was great to see her wrestle again, even if just for a second for fake on a TV show. Um, it was it was really 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 cool. Oh, it's it's April Menendez. That's her name. April Men- Menendez. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, April Jeanette Menendez. Um, who Mendez. by the way? Oh, Menendez. Sorry. Um, who, by the way, is one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. 100%. Top, like, maybe not Mount Rushmore, but up there. Um, And, like, you know, just she changed the game for sure with the divas to the women's and all that stuff. But, no, this one's great. Like, uh, Ace Ace comes comes back, but he doesn't want to wrestle. Um he wants to leave it behind. Um, Crystal is concerned because she has to wrestle someone who's like a quote real professional wrestler, even though she's a real professional wrestler. I love the imposter syndrome. Um, yeah. Here's my question: well, Is Crystal yeah. the main character of the show, or is Jack? Oh, it's it's. I'd say absolutely Jack. Okay. Um, but like to Crystal, the point of Crystal. That's what. Uh, it's really interesting because she has all the tools, but she doesn't have the experience. And that's where a lot of times you see people kind of doubting and questioning themselves despite having a good showing. Cause she, well, she had multiple good showings. Oh yeah. But it's like at the same time, it's, it's with somebody she doesn't know. Right. Which that, that, and you know, she hasn't seen work, but also that, that brings the question. Okay. I don't know how this this woman works. Am I good enough? Do I have enough in me to be able to do that? So I do like that yeah. idea of she does. She still doesn't realize how good she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. Like like you were saying, um, and my my favorite part of the show is when they show them working. Right. I like that. I really because that's one of those things you don't get to see a lot. Right. In in shows or movies, whether it be wrestling or boxing or fights where they're training. Yeah. I, I always like, even in comic books, sometimes I would like when they would have a page or two of the characters actually lifting weights or working out. Right. Yeah. I, I think that that was like a good touch because so. you, you got to see what goes into everything behind the scenes. I mean, it's why like monster factory on Apple TV is so good. It's why I'm looking forward to wrestlers, the docuseries that are doing about OVW. Oh, that's going to be great. You know, it's, it's pretty exciting to, to have all that, but it's, and, and just a quick, I watched the swamp Kings about the Florida Gators with urban Meyer, the stuff that they did behind the scenes, as far as training. Yeah insane was it, it as was awesome. good as the johnny manziel one though uh yeah it was nice. it was 100 it was lies. Good. it still it still did not 
talk about some of the things in depth yeah that they should have probably but i'm just talking about behind the scenes and just the workout standpoint yeah it was it was great it was it was great so um the other cool thing is like mike o'malley as gully is great he's such a caricature on this um and it was it was really it was really cool to see him like kind of work jack into a corner and then the way jack wrote himself out of the corner with Rooster, with the promo he had Rooster do and everything. Um, yeah. And then uh, the episode ended with uh, It's Sting. That I absolutely, when I saw that, when, he, when I saw him coming down off that line, I was waiting for Tony Schiavone to say that. Oh, God, I hate this. Ugh, gross. Um, but no, it, w- it was cool. And so uh, there's a new, uh, a new wrestler come to town in Duffy. Um, the condemned. the condemned and uh spoiler it's a spade but you know that already when you see it um <laughs> but it was it was really cool I, I really liked the way they did it with the voice and you know i'm i'm here to make my my return and to fight back for what i've lost and blah 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 like it's just it was cool it was it was really cool um and it's nice to see that the grease paint on the arrow set found a new home <laughs> So, yeah. Um, I will say I did watch episode five today. And uh, I'm excited for you to watch episode five today. So, well, not today, but um, this week. So we can talk about it next week. Uh, but yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Heels has been good. I, I Like, I'm excited. I'm so sad that it yeah. took, like, so long to come back. Yeah. And I... And again, I won't say this yet because we're only halfway through the season. But yeah. it, I'm really liking the momentum that this season has so far, Absolutely. and I hope it continues in the second half of the season, keeps it up. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so two episodes, Justified, City Prime Evil. We're gonna kind of bust through this one. So for episode six out of five, um, stealing stolen paintings. What do you give this one? Yeah, I give it a 2.9. I it it just really did. This was one of those it wasn't bad in the sense of what was going on, mm. but it just could not keep my attention. Yeah, really. No, no, I I, I get it. The, this one was called Adios. Um I had a hard time paying attention to this one. Uh I do not think Tim the Elephant has any any chemistry with Ajun Ellis at all. Um, I think, uh, no, no. Like, I, and it's not even like a sexual thing. Like they don't have any chemistry. Like the no. scenes he had when he was talking to Regina Taylor, who was the prosecutor, like they had way more on screen chemistry. Like as far as like sharing a scene together, like yeah. Tim the elephant, I feel like he's holding back with her. And there was a ton of her in this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have David Cross sending a buddy to go looking for his painting um, that Manziel took. Um, you have, well, you know, you have Clement. I like calling him Clement. Uh, you have Clement and Sweetie um, trying to pick another person from the book. Um, but the guy doesn't have all the money that they asked for. And, you know, then he gets away. Um, you know, th- there's all of this, um, Sandy goes back to the Armenian guy, which was interesting. Um, you know, L- Lonnie, the guy that David Cross's character, Dickie sent after Manziel ends up getting got, you know, um, but by Dickie, it was so weird. Um, or I'm sorry, Lonnie, um, is called and then Manziel kills him. But then I think the really weird thing was when Clement, like not weird, but like when Clement shoots Sweetie mm-hmm. and then blows the tavern up. It did, it just, it didn't make sense like to do in the, in the sixth episode. I, you knew it was going to happen. I wasn't sure when, but I don't know. It just, this episode, there was just, I did like the last couple minutes yeah. where, you know, like that whole sting about, you know, setting Clement up and how, you know, everything that mm-hmm. comes after it. I, 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 that part had me, 
but everything yeah. else before it was it's, it's just kind of like a blur yeah. in the sense of I didn't really care. Right. And that's what I said from the start of, I don't know if it's the first couple episodes or not, similar thing where it's like, it just, it wasn't bad from a standpoint of acting necessarily or writing. It just, it was a combination of things that just didn't. Yeah. It just didn't click. Yes. So, um, Thankfully, I think I, it, they did a better job in the following episode. Well, and it's it. funny because the viewership for Adios went back up over sixty or over six million. Um, so that was interesting. All right, so episode seven, the smoking gun, uh, out of five slippery slippery Oklahoma madmans. What do you give this one? <laughs> I give it a three point two. Oh, we were like right there. So I give this one a three. Uh, did I say what I gave the other one? Oh, I give the other one a three point one zero, and I give this one a three point two three. You know, I'm trying not to be like completely like biased because Justified is my favorite show, and Braylon Givens is I feel like one of the best television characters of all time. Um, but yeah, so this one actually did only did uh did just under six million, so it went down to five point nine million. So it's a uh, I think that's a, a testament to the previous, the previous episode, and it not being really kind of quite as good as it was. Uh, but this one opens with Sweetie and his band playing at a nightclub. Um, we find out that Carolyn uh, is kind of like her dying father. Like Sweetie made a promise to him to take care of her, um, and we see him buying or taking them all to the bar. I thought it was funny though when they're sitting there talking and, and they're in band and the one guy's like playing it straights for suckers and like she's standing right there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then we come back to the present and we're right there at the the tavern and um, Raylan goes and, and visits uh, Trinell, uh, who was Sweetie's boyfriend. Did we know that before? Like the last episode, the end of the last episode, yeah, and he sent him you, over. We knew it. Like uh, I, I guess I wasn't, just wasn't paying that close of attention. I mean, not yeah, that it matters. I mean, it doesn't matter. What it wasn't. Other, so. It wasn't. Uh, it was. It was just in the in the. I actually like how they did it because there was a couple mentions like where. Uh, oh, looks like it's about the rain now. Uh, where like the way Sweetie talks about stuff, yeah, yeah. and it, it's not overtly mentioned, but it's one of those things where. I actually liked how they did that because it's yeah. it's it's in it's in the conversation. And I and, think not mentioning it is important because like they I feel like the writers would have shown very little restraint with Clement making fun of him for being gay. Yeah. Um oh we also did not talk about Boyd Holbrook's horrible singing voice from the last episode. Yeah, this was that was in from episode 1. That yeah, but I mean it's still playing. like it's just horrible. Just it, to quote the round mound of rebound who again recently came out. Congratulations. Um, terrible. Just terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to be as, as harsh on him as. Oh, I am. Is that, but cause he, he, uh, he, I, he, he, um, he I got to say though, he is terrible. I, I will say terrible. He's absolutely the MVP of this season. Like a boy Rayland. Oh, Boyd. no, no, no. I agree. No, I'm not being, I'm, oh, no, no I'm, I'm saying Boyd's voice is ter- terrible. No, I know. Like, that's I mean, I just, I'm not. I was yeah. going to, no, he's a great talking about Boyd that, Holbrook yeah, is I, awesome. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I was just going to mention that before you start talking about the voice. Oh yeah. But so I think he's, I, he's underrated in, 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 uh, or, uh, what was yeah. it? Logan. Like he's yeah. a great bad guy. Uh, yeah, he's he a great bad in guy in this. Um, he was in, um, Vengeance, the BJ Novak movie. He's really, really good in that as like the older brother, uh, of the girl who died. And, uh, and yeah, like he, he's really, really good in this. Um, but yeah, so you have Carolyn doing her thing. Um, you know, Clement comes to visit her. He talks about growing up in, uh, in Oklahoma and how his mom got around and uh, he waited until man left and killed his mom. And, oh, uh, but he also points out the story might not be real. You yeah, know, he did a joker and then saying she died. She actually died in a tornado is, you know, it's just, it was so weird. Um, and he, he threatens her again. Um, you know, and which is kind of their relationship. 
um, you know, we had Sandy visiting, uh, or who, who takes the painting and sells it. Um, and she visits, uh, her Armenian buddy who's in the hospital with a broken leg might not walk right ever again. I mean, who would after a massive steel door crushes your leg into multiple pieces. Right. Um, (laughs) and he tells her she's a dead woman. (laughs) So, um, yeah, the Albanians, she's not in a good place. No, she's not. She's not. So, um, she goes back to Clement. Um, that was a really uncomfortable sex scene. Not going to lie. Oh yeah. It was like creepy, like almost like they should, I mean, they probably shouldn't have done it, you know? Um, it's, it honestly, it was almost like they wanted to do that to make sure, you know, that Boyd is the mm -hmm. bad guy. Yeah. Even though, again, even though he didn't force himself upon her, the fact that look on her face, that that's where I think that was in there for, to be honest, because I've seen that in other shows where, they do something so heinous and it's like, you didn't need that, but it's like, I'll go back to Buffy. For instance, Mm -hmm. they even said that they, you know, they had spike attack Buffy the way he did to make sure people knew he was the bad guy to remind people. Oh yeah. Right. And do you know what I say? Like, and again, I'm not saying this necessarily to the writers of justified, but to the Buffy writers, fuck you for doing that. Right. If that's the reason you did that, fuck you. Yeah. If you can't tell a story good enough, well enough. And, put a character in a certain you know make the elements without using that and to show that he's the really real bad guy that's your lack of skill yeah no i agree um in talking about lack of skill so the way this episode ends is raylan and clement have uh a little sit down at a bar and it was really interesting familiar right it's like it's like you know (laughs) you have 24 hours to get out of detroit um yeah (laughs) but you know, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a cool scene. Like it felt very much like heat with, uh, De Niro and Pacino. Um, just like not, not obviously not on that Michael Mann level of storytelling, but like that was kind of what it was, but their meeting gets cut short when the Albanians show up and take them both away. And, uh, both Raylan and Clement away because Caroline told them about the meeting. Yep. So she is just the worst possible character. Yeah. So. And again, I, 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 I just watching this, at, especially this last episode, I, one of the notes I wrote down is it's almost like people forgetting who they are or what they stand for. Right. It's, Especially with Carolyn, but on a lower level, but not really. I because I initially put Rayland because again, you're a U.S. Marshal. You're supposed to be, you know, towing the line with the law. But then he comes across these Detroit cops, especially the what is her name, the oh the um, the lieutenant who's in charge of everything. Yeah, she ends up yeah. trying going to finger a guy who they know didn't do it. Right. And then he gets, and Raylan gets a little bit of help from the other guy who's like, you know, are, are you, you in on this or are you just a dick? Yeah, right. But I, I do find that, it, you know, that theme in this episode where it's, yeah, especially with, like I said, especially with Carolyn on a, a smaller level, mm-hmm. Raylan, and then on another level, the Detroit cops where. Well, because Raylan asked, supposed- are you all in the book? And like nobody yeah. really answered because they all are in yeah. the book. So, yeah. So, yeah. Basically, subvert, uh, uh, just ignoring what you're supposed to stand for, whether it be as a lawyer and the law or a cop in the law or a person for your, you know, whether it be because somebody has some dirt on you or somebody took away your father figure. Mm-hmm. And again, this, this, this also shows that these people are human too. Again, the best characters are the ones that, kind of toe that line in a crisis generally the best characters yeah. especially oh, yeah. when we're talking about dramas like this where that uh, there's a character that because of a situation presented to them they don't necessarily they 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 struggle to keep toe that line basically and right. we're go- it's going to be very interesting to see our Rayland and 
Clement going to have to work together to get out of this mess? Because, I mean, the Albanians, they can't let Raylan go because, you know, he's going to be a witness to whatever they're going to do with Clement or about to do with Clement. So they're in that pickle where they have to, their cards were dealt. So those two, it'll be very interesting to see because I really like these two guys on, on, on the scene together. We're talking about how Raylan doesn't necessarily have doesn't show that chemistry with the Carolyn actress. Right. Him and, and Boyd Holbrook work very well to work the scene very well together. Yes. Very, very well. Very well. All right. Um, let's move on. So we're going to Ahsoka now. And the savior of Star Wars is not in the building. <laughs> All right. Um, so we have two episodes to talk about. Uh, episode one, which is part one, Master and Apprentice. And episode two, which is part two, Toil and Trouble. So out of ten best car plot armors, what do you give the first two episodes of Ahsoka? Five and a half. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm changing my score right now. Why? Because you're right. I was too, I was too gracious. What were you? Well, I gave it a 6.38, but oh wow, I took it down to 5.38. Okay. I was afraid you were going to be like, I'm giving it like a seven something. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't horrible. And I'm like, it was <laughs> mid as fuck. Well, I, I, oh, didn't I tell you that the first episode was, you said you liked the second, I hated the second episode. See, I the, actually, the, the I second the second the episode second. is like the first season of Rebels bad. Actually, the uh, second no. episode is like the Ahsoka movie bad. Like the first Clone Wars the movie, movie, the like the 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 two hour movie that was in the theaters. Yeah, yeah, that's the level bad. Oh, I didn't even know that. Was. Yeah, that's uh, see, that's I, yeah. That well, almost it, that almost killed saying, the Clone Wars before it started. Oh. Well, if you're saying, see, this is the thing. I uh, I thought the second episode was, I won't say much better, was absolutely better and kept my attention more than yeah. episode one. Sure. The action was, the short action, because again, my biggest, well, not my biggest issue, but when you start Ahsoka with a lightsaber battle, that seems like they're going in slow motion. Right. It's well, a bad start. So, okay. It's a bad start. So Haley and I watched this together, and we've been watching like, all the Hayden Christensen training videos for everything with this, with the lightsaber fights. Mm -hmm. She, she has like, she has put in time. Absolutely. You can tell she's put in time, right? She's not mm -hmm. an athlete. Um, she's no, way no. smaller than you would think she is too. Um, because she's like one of these actresses that has a very big stature. And I think it's just because Hollywood men are so short and they have her, um, in with them. You know, sort of thing, but I, I, I wish they had a stunt person doing all of the stuff like they did for uh, old Puffy Face in the Mandalorian. Yeah, it, like it, I really do was, wish that they had, like that she did not do any of this. That she just stands there and looks glum. Um, you know, I now here's the thing. I'm going to be overly critical of this because I loved Rebels. Um, you know, I, I think <laughs> I, I think they got the casting all wrong with every single one of these characters. And what, what do you mean? Like, Which I I think I, like I don't I don't feel like she's good as Ahsoka in this as she was on The Mandalorian. I do not like um, what's her name is Sabine Wren. Um, where is it? What's her name? Uh, Natasha Lou Bordezo. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead has none of the gravitas that Harrison Dula has. None whatsoever. Um, she just seems quirky and smirky, and she got the job because she sleeps with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, <laughs> I I I loved Ray Stevenson. Honestly, if this was a Balin skull, uh, I would be more interested in that and seeing how him and Ivana Shanko, um, and her Shin Hattie, um, who I'm pretty sure is a hunchback, uh, cause she's always kind of hunched over. Right. 
um, like got together? Is she his daughter? Like, cause she's not old enough to be a part of, uh, like the clone wars or any of that. Um, but I, I also think the unfortunate thing about this show is rebels is required viewing and not just like, Oh, let's just check out a few episodes of rebels. Um, it's every episode. Okay. So like, like all however many episodes, what what was it? It was 75 episodes, all 75 episodes you need to watch to understand what's going on. Yeah. And, and I told you that when I saw the the first episode, I, I was one of the reasons I was disappointed in it is that, yes, I, it's fine that I know everything about, well, not everything about clone wars, but I watch rebels. I watched some of clone wars, especially toward the end. So a lot of the stuff resonates with me, but you can't write a show like an, a, a, a series premiere show like that. You have to take into account, especially one that is two different mediums. You have to take into account that people may not have seen X, Y, or Z. Right. And when you don't do that, that's a hole in your writing. Yes. You, again, you don't have to explain everything. And there may be things that come out later that where it's like in that first episode, they, they want to lay the bread bread come down. That is fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Still, starting off like that and, and, and seeing these things where I was, and that was my thought watching it, thinking this would be a lot better. This will be a lot easier to follow for people who have followed Rebels and Clone Wars. And that is not what you're supposed to do. Right. The show, show like that. You're like, not. Like not explaining who Ho Yang is. Right. Mm-hmm. He is the one who trained everyone how to put their lightsabers together in the Jedi temple. He's a thousand years old. Mm-hmm. You know, when he says, Oh, and I have 75% of my parts. If you don't know, he's a thousand years old from the clone Wars episode where the little Wookiee Jedi Padawan made the wooden lightsaber, which was freaking badass. Um, that it doesn't, it's like, great. You're just a dumb droid. Who cares? Like you don't know who he is. You don't know what right. he does to save the Jedi. Like when she, when he talks about Jedi protocol, you're like, well, why does a droid care about Jedi protocol? Cause he yeah. was a freaking and, nanny for the Jedi. And again, this, it, this doesn't have to take a three minute scene. There's a couple lines of dialogue you throw in to make sure you understand this character. Yes. And to, you know, to add to your other stuff, when you're talking about, you're not sure if this person, the, the casting, I thought Rosario Dawson was cast pretty well when we saw her first in the Mandalorian. Yeah, I agree with I thought, that. I thought so and, too. And I said so, but, and, and, but there was something about, and I don't know if, and part of it might be because, and I told you this too. I said that first episode, I couldn't, Sabine just did not resonate with me. Yeah. This actress. No, I thought she was a little better in the second episode, although she wasn't, well, a little better. Yeah, I did. But so, but there's people out there who were like, "Oh, uh, I gotta scroll back and see what her name is again." Uh, Natasha is the 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 bright spot of of the show. I'm like, really? All we've no. all all we've learned about Sabine, if you don't know anything about her, that she's immune to lightsaber gut shots. Yes, and we'll just like everybody in else second. in Star Wars. Apparently, yeah, we'll we'll get to that in like so, two seconds. But but absolutely, Ray Stevenson and the. I am very I that for me the the two things I'm very I'm mm-hmm. interested the things I'm most interested in who he is who uh, Shin Hati is to him yes who the other Jedi or oh the Inquisitor uh, Inquisitor we know who, I, we know I, I we, saw you some, know who it is I think I do because he was listed but, in the credits as additional yeah I saw voices. that yeah so. so. It's like the the least hidden secret of who he is, right, Galen? So, yeah. So, but yeah, um, it's yeah. it's again it's, and then we we have the lightsaber. It, yeah. it's the issues with the lightsaber. So I, I mentioned that, so there's a book series I'm reading called the Red Rising series by Pierce Brown. I I started reading that. Yeah, it's. It gets better. Like I'm the first 24. Book, I'm have... 24 minutes in, and I went okay. and read Woking instead. 
Yeah, and you're on you're on Red Rising, right? The first one. The first one, yeah. Yeah. So they get a lot it gets a lot darker than Red Rising, but the last epi- the last uh, book that came out called Lightbringer, mm-hmm. like the main character earmuffs if you have not read Lightbringer and you want to be spoiled. It's going to take 20 seconds for me to talk about this. So 20 seconds. Spoilers here. So Dar- Darrow comes across one of these this other character that he you know, he he helped escape, and now they're on the opposite sides, and the guy basically toys with him and just cuts him apart like not cuts him you know cuts him up in the sense of limbs but stabbing through his leg through his slices his bicep stabbing through the shoulder just right. a thousand cuts and i'm watching that battle with uh shin hattie shin and, hockey yeah and, and uh, sabine, sabine. Ren. my thought was like they need to do like have her because again you can say that that was just one strike right you have you should they should have shown Sabine absolutely getting outclassed and oh, they didn't yeah. do that. And you know, here's and, the thing is like a lot of people so just to, when it comes to this, right? I saw a lot of people on like, oh, there's four force sensitive women in this show and everything. It's like, no bitches, there's three. Sabine Wren is obviously yeah. not a Jedi. And that's not her lightsaber. It's Ezra's. And right. I, I don't understand why Disney Star Wars has such a hard time with these women stealing other people's lightsabers. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to the right. Well, Cause and Ray I, stole I, the I, youngling slayer 5,000, not hers. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> now she has stolen, you know, the green lightsaber, not the cooler blaster one, which I have one, um, of Ezra's original lightsaber when he showed all sorts of fun little ex- eccentricities as someone who was being trained as a Jedi, not, in the strictest sense of the Jedi, mm-hmm. the what Jedi way. Um, but yeah. And then I don't, I don't know. I just think like, you know, there, there was the great little bit of fan service with um, Clancy Brown being in there. Cause he was the voice of mm-hmm. Ryder Hazadi in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, they had some, some more of that kind of stuff in there with, you know, uh, actors who had been in, you know, something or, you know, and then uh, I guess Wes Chatham is a part of this. Um, yeah, he's going to be in he's, the next few episodes. I, I think. wonder if he's going to play Eli Vanto. So this is the thing, just, just going back real quick. One of the things it looked and this this is kind of purposely backwards comment, uh, a backwards compliment. You know, it looks good as a 2D thing. Yeah, and this is the problem with Star Wars and the volume and some of the things they've done with special mm-hmm. effects. It just doesn't look real, right? And you can't, and, and I can't be immersed in a world if it if it feels like it. It's again, this is a three D thing. So if you're saying something looks good in two D, but in three D, it's just flat, and that's what yeah. a lot of the yeah. stuff happens. It's just flat. I saw a lot of people who were like, "Oh, this is a." The, 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 like the special effects are so good, and I'm like, this looks really fake. Like the world doesn't look lived in. And then, right, like when we get to the to the second episode, right, and you know, I, like Chopper, Chopper's still the best character. You know, oh, absolutely, dude, right. I, Chopper's yeah, awesome, yes. but just like I don't know, the Corellian shipyards, like they looked better in in freaking Solo a Han, Solo a Han, Han yeah. Solo story, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the fact that the empire still has their, their, their operatives, I don't want to call them spies because she's like, how are they still loyal to the empire? And it's like, they're not, they're just like, it's all they know. Um, but of course, like the, the, there's this skeevy little white guy who is, you know, stealing stuff for the empire. It's like, come on, this is just dumb. Like, like this, this was the second episode had more in common with the worst episode of Mandalorian ever with uh, the doctor who was like, oh, I missed the yellow bis- travel biscuits. You know, that episode, mm-hmm. that was closer to the second episode than, than so, I think Dave, well, Shalo- than, than I think Dave, writer Dave Filoni should be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The thing, the thing I did like were, the, and so I, you know, again, this is not all bad. I'm not going to even try to say that. No, it's, it's not. We, we, like, we it's mid. About, it's mid as fuck. 
Like, but that's... hold on, wait a minute. Like, so one of the themes I actually liked, and it's funny because we're kind of tying it up, or I'm tying it back to what we were talking about with heels and Crystal, mm-hmm. where she was, yeah, you know, she was not confident in herself. Yeah, and and I won't say it's good, but it's interesting that Ahsoka, when they 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 kept asking, when she kept being asked, well, where's Sabine? And she's mm-hmm. well, she's not ready. Right, and and she ends up mentioning like she'll know when she's ready, mm-hmm. which is different than most mentors. Most sure. mentors will say, "Hey, you're ready," even when you you don't feel like you're ready. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, that comes I, from a mentor who was trained by Anakin Skywalker, who made yeah. her go through extra training. And right. so, you know, like so the the Tales of the Jedi one, which is a great episode where she has to stand with all of the. I thought clones that was around her. It's brilliant. And it's tied so yes. well into what happened with the last two episodes of season seven. And you know, that, that, that shows her training and where that training came from and why she has like, Anakin had very and, little patience for her. Right. But he was yeah. patient with her. And they used that, uh, some of the stuff she yeah. did in that, yeah. in this, in the first episode with the, uh, assassin droids. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I Which mean, the, the cool. fight with the assassin joined other than being in slow motion was really cool. Um, you know, except for when they went full, um, what was Mickey Rourke's character's name? Vanko. Ivan Vanko. Oh. Um, yeah. initiate self-destruct. Oh, these five droids have enough firepower to destroy a planet. Yes. Okay. Sure. They do. Um, so why do they need a death star? Just, <laughs> drop Just those drop droids them. down yeah. through the atmosphere and be like, all right, land here and then self-destruct. Done and done. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Yep. So, um, but to your point, yeah. yes, it, it was. It this was never going to not. There is not going to be one movie or one show that is going to save Star Wars and bring it back to right. where it used to be. It's okay. just it's impossible thing. I don't care how good it is. It could be A plus, all or it's just not going to happen because you need again. Just like you you tear stuff down, it needs time to build back up. Right. And even if Ahsoka was, if I gave it five, 10 out of 10, it still wouldn't be the savior of Star Wars. As it is, it's a middling product, which after what, seeing something like Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. thankfully this is better than both of those. But it's not as good as The Mandalorian Season 2 or even Season 1. And it's not as good as the sec, you know, most of Andor so far. We got seven episodes left. I think, uh, but yeah, there's nine episodes, but it just, does, again, one of the things I've read is that it feels like star Wars. It feels like a star Wars from a dollar general though. It's and like it, if you it, ordered star Wars on wish, which just use my favorite, <laughs> like my absolute favorite, uh, yeah. insult to give someone now. Yeah. So this is not, uh, I'm not going to be hate watching this. Like I did Obi-Wan because sure. Obi-Wan was absolutely awful from head to toe other than the parts where they had Anakin in there, everything else was, was bad. Yeah. This can still find itself. And like I said, I'm very interested in, in this Balin skull character, RIP yeah. Ray Stevenson and Shin Hadi and the inquisitor mm-hmm. who we know who might be, yeah. but Galen Merrick again, it, it'll 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 be interesting to see where this goes. I I just really hope because I'm I'm hoping this turns out to be like, hey man, this was a really good Star Wars show, but they they do not have any, and I, I'm not gonna even say a little bit. They don't have any uh, grace benefit of the yeah. There's grace. no grace. I am like, giving them no not, grace in this. I mean, not, like none. like ten years ago, everyone was like, Dave Filoni is the guy. Dave Filoni is the man amongst boys when it comes to, you know, Star Wars. And exceedingly, he is not. Yes, correct. So, yeah. I I think this is a good spot to leave it. Um. I'm in for at least one more episode because I'm, I'm, you know, a three episode kind of guy. Uh, I do know that 
uh, episode three is going to be a shorter runtime than these first two, which is the exact same. Yeah. It's the exact same mistake they made uh, with the Mandalorian where they gave two longer episodes and then like, like a 27 minute episode. Um, Yeah. So they don't seem to be learning and um, it's eight episodes by the way. Um, okay, okay. And uh, Rick Famu Famuia is oh, directing yeah. the finale, so we know it's gonna be woke garbage. So, because that guy sucks. Anyway, all right. Well, on that positive note, next week is episode four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. On that note, we will talk to you all later. Thank you for 399 great episodes. Thank you for eight years of fun. Um, And we'll be back with our our biggest milestone to date next week. Yeah. Um, 100. Oh, and it's not going to come out on Sunday. It's going to come out on Monday because we're going to do it together in the same room, in person, live in stereo, at the Greek. Maybe. With Infant Sorrow. All right. All right. On that note, talk to y'all later. See ya. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.